We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Ben Standick is one of those, the few, the proud. The Marines is what they say with the slogan. <laughs> For this case, we'll just go the, the, the athletic, DC, yeah. yeah, or DC, or... The best of the best. Ben, what was the temperature like in the locker room? I mean, it's been four in a row. Was this the worst? Well, I mean, I think of this stretch, I, I think this is easily the worst. It, it's it's funny. like Well, not funny because none of this is really funny. But, like, how things have gone, like, progressively worse, right? Like, the, you know. That like they 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 beat Houston pretty convincingly. The next game against Atlanta, they win, but they have to make a stop on the at the goal line to preserve the win. The next game, it goes from a win to a tie. Then the game after that, it goes to like the, now they're on the other side of the Atlanta situation where they don't get the call in the end zone to potentially tie the game. And now the trajectory keeps getting worse, uh, getting blown out by San Fran, and then this game, which I think was the biggest letdown of the bunch because of the whole circumstances, you know, Cleveland, not like Cleveland was killing it in the beginning of the game by any stretch. You know, they're, they're basically just playing out the string and Washington had to get this W and, and they weren't even close. I mean, beyond whatever, beyond the final score, even more than the San Francisco game, this felt like they were never, I shouldn't say that they were never in it. They were winning at halftime, but you know, it just felt like this was a slog the whole way. Ben Stanton, the Athletic DC, uh, via the BetQL guest hotline, Bet Smarter, beat the books, download the BetQL app today. Well, you know, Ron Rivera wanted to get that final eval on Carson Wentz. Uh, it appears he got it. Uh, <laughs> now the question is, will he roll it out another week? It seems insane, especially with the game not meaning anything, not to go at least with a part of a game with Sam Howell and maybe split it with Heineke or just go all Howell. Um, what, do you, what do you think that the lean's going to be, and do you think we'll hear it today or are we going to have to play or hide the quarterback like we did last week uh, for another couple of days? Yeah, I'm going to guess, well, we won't get much of an answer on that today. Um, I, I don't I don't know how you go back to Wentz. I don't know what the point would be. I mean, you know, look, uh, as a human being, I feel, I feel bad for Carson. But, like, you know, he's getting booed out there and you know, to, to that degree. And more importantly, you know, this didn't play well. And, you know, I can't see that he's going to be the guy going forward with this team, you know, next year. So, at that point, Sam Howell is the only quarterback to have who's actually under contract. And Taylor Heineke, you know, in, even if you view him as just a backup, he's been pretty good in that role. So, to me, I would go in those directions. You know, the only reason I might say start Heineke and then bring in Howell is it is an important game in the, in the context of the broad NFL playoff system because Dallas could still win the NFC, win the NFC East. So, I think to that extent, you try to, 
play it straight to a degree, but at some point I would go to Howell, if, if not from the start. What do you hear about Howell in practice? They kind of keep well, – they don't let you watch practice, which is smart on their part, but it also <laughs> shows that they're afraid to let you watch what's going on. If they knew it was good, they, they wouldn't hide it. What do you hear? We don't want to hear rumblings. When that kid went in, Mr. Irrelevant, for, to the 49ers, their veterans praised him because they loved going up against him in practice. So don't tell me that you can't evaluate things at practice. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I mean, we've heard some good things about about Hal. I mean, I'll be honest, I haven't asked uh, some of the defenders about him for, for a minute. Um, but, you know, look, we saw a guy – there's a lot of Taylor Heineke in him in terms of the moxie, in terms of his ability to run, but with the bigger arm. And I think there's some real intrigue there. And to me, you know, with Heineke becoming a free agent after the year and, you know, who knows what he thinks about staying here after the way things have gone, you know, how could be in position to be uh, the, the number two? Beyond that, you know, who knows? I mean, I, no matter what they would say at this point, how could you know what he is, you know, as a guy, as a potential starter, um, until he actually does anything, which is why at least to some degree playing him this week w- would be helpful just to let him get out there and just, you know, and look, this is a, this is obviously a, a big game from Dallas's perspective, so they'll be focused. But beyond that, you know, I, I think there's some intrigue for sure, but I don't, I'd be surprised if it's enough to, to alter any of their plans uh, this offseason. Ben standing with us, Athletic DC here on the uh, Team Niner streaming live on the free Odyssey app. All right, the – the offense was terrible, obviously. Carson Wentz didn't give him a chance uh, from the jump, you know, second pass picked. But the other issue has been the defense, who was certainly a big part of the turnaround, you know, along with the running game, along with Taylor, were flat-out horrific uh, against a team that uh, it wasn't exactly lighting up the scoreboard in previous weeks. Um, I know a lot has been made of you know, when Cam Curl is not on the field, what, what has gone on with them, and that's certainly true, but – uh, what, what what can you look at this defensive performance and, and kind of figure out what's what's been happening to them over these last few weeks? Because it feels like they've been leaking oil really since the Atlanta game when they got run all over uh, to a degree. And then, you know, it was at least then just halves, but then now it's been like full games over these last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, look, I think the the injuries have started to pile up for them. I mean, this game, you know, no, no Cam Curl, no St. Juice, and then John Allen leaves. And obviously that's, you know, three of your starters and with Allen and Curl, two of your, you know, top, you know, three or so defenders. Um, so that's tough. But you're right, this has been kind of going on for for a bit now. And I think – so here's what I would say, right? When the season started, we looked at linebacker and cornerback and said, obviously they don't have enough depth, like, or at least not enough guys that are proven. And for the most part, they've been able to sort of hide that, even though they traded William Jackson, even though Cole Holcomb was lost for the year. But I think over time – you know, the the other teams start to figure that out. Now St. Juice has missed, what, four of the last five games. And I think everything just got exasperated with Curl being out because not only is he an incredibly versatile player, right, he basically allows you to be a little thin at linebacker because he's essentially playing one. He's also the guy in the secondary who's you know, really does a lot of the communicating with the other players. And now when you have, you know, deep-cut backups in there, right, um, you know, to not have that guy out there, even just from the communication standpoint, it helps. It, it, it further exposes some of those guys as, as well. And I think that's what you're seeing a lot of more just little mistakes, um, some of it leading to big plays. And, you know, look, every team has injuries. That's just part of the deal. 
But you know, I, I just feel like their 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 limited depth was pretty obvious from the jump, and I think finally it took a while, but I think it's finally starting to catch up with them a little bit. What makes Sunday's effort different from the past months' efforts? I'm, I'm wondering what is it going to take to get us to jump the broom to come out and play a complete ball game. Yeah, no, um, the the starts have been. Uh, uh, uneven for sure. I mean, like, you know, I think like the defense yesterday, I, I feel like a lot of times with the defense, at least they start off pretty good, but once, once the, uh, once the, some bad things start happening on the other side of the ball, it, it tends to, you know, n- knock the wind out of them a little bit or deflate them or wh- whatever it may be. And that leads to um, some bad, uh, some bad mojo for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, w- w- this team in general, they start the year off slow and then they, uh, you know, the, the, you know, this, this year, you know, faded at, at the end. That's kind of a bad way to go through, uh, go, go through life. I, I, you know, Doc, you would have a better feel for me as to why sometimes teams come out looking strong and sometimes they come out looking flat. If that's, you know, I always assume players shouldn't have to get motivated by the coaching staff. Um, but, you know, you're a professional. This is what you do. But on the other hand, when when it's collective like that, it feels like there's got to be something more systemic almost that it can't just be about each individual because otherwise, you know, they're not all the same people. So I, I don't know what they're not doing. I don't know if they need to get better rah-rah speeches, have oranges, orange slices at halftime. I don't know what, but, um, but yeah, something, something is, something is off at times in, in that regard for sure. Yeah. I know Jack, I found it over the years that you really are how you practice. How you train, and I mean everything emanates to me from that. The habits that you create, you're supposed to carry those over to the game. Now, did you see that? I because I, I, I do know that you guys did see a little practice on Friday with Wentz, right? And from what I understand, it was kind of like training camp, wasn't it? In terms of him spraying the ball all over the place. Yeah, well, you know, first to Doc's point, I mean. Again, this is a thing that a, a, a former player would have a better feel for than, than the rest of us. But their practices have absolutely gotten lighter as the season has gone on. Now, part of that is surely the wear and tear of a season. Um, you know, they're having to, even if they don't have guys miss games, they're having a lot of guys uh, limited at practice. And you know, Rivera seems to defer to the, the coaching to, to the medical staff. But a lot of guys have been out. That's led to these lighter practices. So, so I think that's an absolutely great point. Um, as far as Wentz goes, you know. Look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I didn't think it was at least a reasonable thought to go back there because the offense they had going was okay, but it was, you know, they weren't generating enough points. Wentz gives you the bigger ceiling and all that kind of stuff. But then we were out of practice the other day, and within like the first throw or two, he throws one, like sails it way over a receiver's head. And I was like, oh, right. Okay, got it. Now I remember this is what we were looking at back in training camp. Catch radius. Ben, catch radius. Yeah, catch radius. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, position so, flex. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that was, I was automatically like, ooh, wait a minute. This is, uh, this isn't, this is, this is sort of the problem. But yeah, yeah man, it's, 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 so, it's so, so basically what we saw in training camp. Yeah. Never changed. It, they put in yeah, work, I mean, you, but he was inaccurate. Ball, they were all inaccurate. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you're going there to see a futuristic pick of perfection in an air raid. That ain't happening. But yet, they still have these golden receivers, these treasures that kept them in games, and they won games. They won for a month. 
having playmakers. And I just it's still confusing why it's not sustained or just more consistent. Right. I mean, in terms of like you know the the numbers are pretty stark when you look for like Terry McLaurin in particular with the targets he's getting with Wentz versus with Heineke. I think Heineke just in general is willing to put the ball down the field, a little more up for grabs, trusting his receivers to make the plays where Wentz is looking for that window. And by the time he often throws it, as we saw on that Denzel Ward interception, by the time he throws it, it's probably too late against NFL uh, cornerbacks. But in terms of the rest of it, like, you know, I, I thought it was somewhat somewhat ironic yesterday. I'm not saying the whole game was pinned on the offensive line, but over the course of the season, to me, it's the offensive line that's been the weakest link of, of this offense. And uh, ironic that, you know, with the Hogs out there yesterday, Doc and <clears throat> you and the, and the linemen, you know, this was the celebrated part of this franchise forever. Uh, you know, one of the most famous, if not the most famous offensive line ever. And this group, I, I mean, it's just hard to get any kind of a consistency when, you know, when the quarterback is under duress a lot, it's not like, I mean, Brian Robinson has played very well. It's not like he's getting gaping holes. He's just overrunning people. <laughs> if, you, if you're foolish enough to get in his way, he's just going to take you along for the ride. But it's not like they're opening up these holes. And I think to the degree that they just did not address that to that unit this offseason, I don't mind them losing Scherf. He was a lot of money. I get it. But, like, to not really have much of a – of, of a viable plan to, to solve that, I just think has been a huge problem, uh, you know, this whole year. All right, Ben, I'll let you get ready. I know you got to get on the Zoom here at about 12 right, or so with uh, Ron Rivera, and uh, who knows what we'll get. I'm sure we'll hear a lot about injuries uh, and players maybe being done for the year and all that kind of stuff with the uh, last game coming up. Uh, Standing room only, podcast. Bro. Yeah, it's and I guess must. he'll uh, clarify whether or not he really knew the playoff scenarios because there still seems to be a little confusion about that. Ah, well, I mean, <laughs> whatever he says today, I, I don't know, but like, what a wacky scenario that was to just to, to to say that if he was pissed off and that was his answer, okay, it's not uh, not the best, and the clarification was kind of up in the air and a bit over the all over the place. Uh, just a bad look. I mean, like, you you how do you not know? Like, I get it. You don't want to think it. You don't want to put it into existence or talk it into existence, but. Even if you, I mean, you can't, you can't say that. Great. Uh, no matter way, any way you look at it, it's not good, especially for the guys in charge of everything. Coach centric. Anyway, all right, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> Talk to you later, buddy. Hi, right, Benjamin. All right, guys. Thanks. All yeah. right. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.